Hello, my fellow property managers. Welcome to episode one of our property management business podcast. I'm your host, Mark Cunningham. We're going to be talking today about the pros and cons of running and operating a property management business. Why in the world would you want to do this business? What should you be aware of? What are the positives? What are the negatives? And then we're going to take a couple questions. We're going to take a question on home warranty companies. Should we be working with home warranty companies as property managers. And we're gonna take a second question. What do you do when the owner client wants to sell the property, but they don't wanna use you as your agent? Here we go. Hey everybody, Mark Cunningham. Welcome to episode number one of the Property Management Business Podcast. I am so excited to be here doing this with you and we will see where this journey takes us. So for topic number one, episode number one, kind of a big deal. We don't want to mess up this first one or why in the world would we continue on? I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the pros and cons of running a property management business. Now, if you've been in this business for a long time, just turn it off right now. You don't need to listen to this. You already know these pros and hopefully you are aware of these cons and you're minimizing them. But if you're considering starting a property management business, and we hear that from a lot of folks, there's a lot of people that are considering starting a business today, especially as the sales market slows. A lot of real estate sales agents say, gosh, I, it's not as easy as I thought to sell real estate. I, I thought here I was this amazing expert, but maybe the market was just hot, do you think? And so now maybe I need to offset the loss in my income because I'm not selling as many properties. Hey, I know, I'll do property management. How hard could it be? And some of those real estate sales agents will come into property management and some of them will do very, very well. Others won't, it's just like any other business. But whether you're in this industry right now or you're considering stepping into these, this industry, let me share with you four pros, four positives of being in this industry and four cons, four challenges that we just need to be aware of. So here we go. Pro number one of running a property management business or being in the property management industry is recurring revenue, recurring revenue. See, when you're in sales, if you sell no homes this month, you make no money this month. Everything is transaction driven. You have to close the transaction to make money this month. That is not the case in property management. Our property management company does both, property management and real estate sales. And if we sell no homes next month, it's okay for us financially because we have the recurring revenue of property management. As long as people are paying their rent every month, which they have with us for the last 45 years, even during the crazy COVID stuff, then we're going to get paid because we make a management fee off the rent that we collect, a percentage of the rent we collect every single month. Now, if someone doesn't pay rent, yes, there's no income for us that month, but on the on a portfolio of properties, we have recurring revenue month after month after month. And that's a huge attraction to the idea of having a property management business. And it's, there's more value in any business that has recurring revenue. Part of that recurring revenue is we are a very sticky business to use that terminology uh, which you'll find in the business world the idea is how do you get sticky customers customers who aren't liable to leave you 
Uh, think of something like a grocery store. Those customers aren't real sticky. They're going to go wherever they can get the gallon of milk the cheapest. Uh, gas stations are not real sticky. You're going to get gas whenever and wherever you are when you run out of gas. Things like property management, things like software. You're, think of your phone. If you've got a, an iPhone, that's very sticky. You're, you're not really apt to decide one day you're going to switch phones. Same thing with property management companies. Unless you as the PM company really mess up with your owner client, they're not real likely to just change their mind one day and, and go hire somebody else. Now, if you mess something up, they may, which is why we want to get it right and do business well, but it's a sticky business. That's number one. Okay, so number one, recurring revenue. Number two, no accounts payable. No accounts payable. In just about every other business there is, you have a challenge of getting your customers to pay your bill. Think about that. No matter what business you're in, you've got to collect from your customers. My son, who is 18, my two boys have got an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old, and they have, what, 17? I think he's 17. Boy, I hope he doesn't listen to this. He's going to get upset. 17 and 15, and uh, they have a lawn mowing business. And one of the challenges these little boys have in their lawn mowing business is getting their customers to pay. Because if the customer isn't home when they mow, they'll text them and say, hey, can you leave a check under the mat? Or can you Venmo us? And sometimes they do, and then they forget, and they've got to drive over there and look under the mat to pick up the check or the money, or they've got to text them again to say, hey, don't forget to Venmo me. So it doesn't matter what business you're in. You've got to collect the money that is due to you from your customers. Well, in our industry, who are our customers? We, of course, have tenants. We have owners. But as long as we're collecting the rent, and there is that aspect, obviously, we've got to collect the rent. But when we collect that rent, we take our fee from the rent and we give the rest to the owner client. Owner clients don't have to pay us. We take our fee and then we give the balance to the owner client. That's kind of different from most businesses and most industries where you have to bill your owner client. So that's a big positive for us. Now, there are some PM companies that don't do it that way. They actually have the rent go directly to the owner. Then they have the owner pay them. I personally don't like that because you lose out on number two. You lose out on no accounts payable. I'd rather take my management fee directly from the rent I collect from the tenant and then pay the balance out to the owner client. So Pro number one, recurring revenue. Pro number two, no accounts payable. Pro number three, it's a complementary business. A complementary business. By that, what we mean is it is complementary to real estate sales. If you say, oh, Mark, I, I don't do real estate sales. I will never do real estate sales. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. But for the majority of property management companies, they do dabble in real estate sales. We do both. We do sales and we do property management. And the vast majority of our real estate sales flows directly from our property management business. An owner client will decide they want to sell that property. Well, if we've done a good job with them in managing the property, why would they not use us as their agent to sell the home? Or maybe they decide they want to buy another one. Why would they not use us? to find another home. And we want to make sure that we're reminding those owner clients that we are here for them when it comes time to buy or when it comes time to sell. And maybe on a future episode, we'll talk about details on that. But boy, you've got to stay front of mind with your owner clients to let them know 
you are who they want to be contacting when it comes time to buy, when it comes time to sell. That's There's the whole tenant side of it as well. You know, you've got a captured audience of tenants who may become buyers at some point in time. Why would they not use you as their real estate agent? And it goes the other direction as well. If you're doing real estate, you have investors that may come to you just to help you, to help them, have, have you help them buy a rental property. Well, if you do property management, you can do both sides of that as well. So property management and real estate sales are very complementary to each other. And for us, it's very circular. Both of the businesses feed off each other in a positive way. And our final pro, number four, would be revenue streams, different streams of revenue. In the property management industry, there are multiple streams of revenue. It, the, the income you make as a property management company, it's not just from the management fee, hopefully. Hopefully it's not. You should also be making leasing fees for the leasing job you're doing. Maybe you inspect properties and maybe that's an income stream for you. Maybe you do maintenance as a maintenance division. That's an income stream for you. There are a variety of ways to be profitable. And it's not a matter of being greedy and charging every nickel and squeezing every nickel and dime out of your owners and tenants. That's not it at all. But it's ensuring that when you provide a new service to an owner client, that there's an appropriate fee or appropriate charge to that. And this is an important mindset to know that you're not, as a property manager, we do not believe in being there to gouge your owners, gouge your tenants or take advantage of them. It's not what you can get from them. It's what you can provide to them. So the more things you can provide to them that are benefits to them, the more opportunities you have to profit from that part of the business. So there's our four pros. Pro number one, recurring revenue. Every month it's there. Pro number two, no accounts payable. You take your money before you give it to the owner. Number three, it's complementary with your real estate sales business. And number four, there's a lot of revenue streams that come from the business. Now there's many, many more, but those are just four big ones if you're considering getting into property management. Now, it's not all roses. There are some challenges, some reasons not to be in property management. So let me quickly give you four of those. Number one would be the operational challenges that come along with running and operating a property management business. It is not an easy business to run for a couple reasons. By its very nature, we are a reactionary business. The phone doesn't ring. The email doesn't come in unless there's a problem on the other end of that phone call or that email. No tenant ever calls you to say, hey, just wanted to let you know I paid my rent and everything is working great. That call has never happened to us in 45 years. Instead, every phone call, just about, and every email is a problem for us to solve. And that's okay. That's the business we're in. We realize that. But every one of those calls represents a problem, a challenge that we have to solve. It may be something as straightforward as I can't pay my rent, or it may be something as straightforward as my sink is le is dripping, or it may be something as challenges, challenging as a neighbor calling to say, gosh, I, I think my neighbor is selling drugs. Your tenant is selling drugs out of their back door. How? What are you going to do? It's very challenging operational because there's so many things that happen under that giant umbrella of real estate. Real estate by its very nature is a massive industry and there's so many different things that we need to be paying attention to, so many different things we need to be doing operationally. 
So con number one, operationally challenged. Con number two, a high degree of liability. This is a very litigious industry that we are in. It just is. That's the that's the nature of this industry. If if you do something wrong, whether you mean to or not, it's not inconceivable that there may be a lawsuit you're looking at. You've got regulators on the local level. You've got regulators on the state level. And every one of those is not just regulating you, but you're playing with fire. You're playing with liability on that side of things. If a tenant gets upset, it's very easy for them to sue you. If an owner client gets upset, it's very easy for them to sue you. If, the, if a property, something happens on a property, you as the PM are very likely going to get drug into a legal situation. So you've got to make sure you have high uh, insurance in place. But the liability that we take on day after day after day can be very, very stressful. That's just the nature of the business we're in. And there are ways you can mitigate and reduce that liability but it's still there and it's always going to be there. And we've seen liability increase over time and it's going to continue to increase. Okay. So con number one, operational challenges, con number two, high liability, con number three, and it kind of relates to number two, but that is we are highly regulated. We just talked about the liability side of things, but the regulation in our industry is pretty dramatic. We've certainly seen that over the last couple of years with COVID as well. But you have regulations on your local level, wherever you are. You, most states have varying degrees of regulation. Now, there's a handful of states that don't. Uh, there are some actually some states where you do not even need to be licensed to practice property management. So maybe we should all go running to those states and open our companies there. And there are other states that it's extremely regulated. You have to have a specific license for property management. And the amount of licensing is, is different in every state. You're also regulated federally. We're also regulated through fair housing. Fair housing is extremely uh, specific in the way they regulate property management. And if you are discriminatory, even accidentally under the HUD umbrella, you're going to get yourself in trouble really, really quickly. So we just have to be aware of that. We want to be aware of the regulations we have to follow. And then with the COVID stuff, that was happening. We saw laws being passed down uh, from the federal government. Most states were also passing some laws, further regulating property management companies, making it more so that tenants have more and more rights all the time and the landlord has less and less. So we really feel it's almost gone from a uh, pro-landlord not just to a pro-tenant, but it's almost gone to an anti-landlord. It's like what these these darn landlords, we have to make sure that the tenants are extremely protected and it's it's reducing some of the attraction for landlords. If, uh, you know, for example, if in some states, it's going to take you months and months and months to evict a non-paying tenant. Yikes, that makes the numbers very difficult to work for landlords. That's part of that regulation. So you've got states, you've got to follow those laws and you have to keep up with them because if you don't keep up with them and you make a mistake, you will pay the price because the attorneys are watching you and tenants rights organizations are watching you. So we want to be very, very cautious of that. Con number four and our final con would be that the job is pretty much thankless. I have never, ever seen an award go out from the general pop public to a property management company saying, you know, just thank you. Thank you for being such a great public servant. Thank you for the work 
you do. There's no National Property Managers Day that I'm aware of. My uh, my wife is a teacher, and I think teachers are probably one of the most celebrated positions out there, aren't they? I mean, everybody loves teachers. They're so dedicated in, in giving to their students, and, and they are. They should be celebrated. But if you liked to be liked, if you liked to be thanked, probably don't get into the property management business because you're going to not have a lot of people just fawning over you and telling you how wonderful you are. It's just that's the nature of the business we're in, and you just have to accept that. And it can be draining. It can very much take that energy away from you to just hear complaints day after day. So we have to search out and really pay attention for those folks we're helping. Because I do believe at the end of the day, as property managers, we are doing noble work. I really believe that. We are providing housing, one of the basic needs that individuals have. We're providing management to owner clients who invest in these homes. We're supplementing their retirement in many cases. We're helping them do that. We do highly valuable work but that doesn't change the fact that it can be a rather thankless position. So there you have it. There's a number of pros. There's a number of cons in the property management industry. Now, as this is episode number one, we're trying to figure out, okay, what, what's the, uh, what is the consistency going to look like here? Like how, how do we structure these, uh, these podcasts? So what we're going to do is we're going to begin each of these podcasts with something like what I just did there. We'll talk about a topic. It may be a current event, something going on. And then we're going to switch to the second half of our podcast, which will be questions, uh, questions that are directed to me. Now, we're not we're not experts. We're not gurus, but we've been doing property management for many, many years. So we usually have opinions on best practices. So question number one that I received, this is from uh, from Matt Johnson Property management. And Matt said this, Mark, I'm curious on your opinion on working with clients and properties that are under home warranties. We have several several clients that insist on renewing their home warranties on their rental homes each year. There's no method we know of in our software to keep track of properties with home warranties. We continually have to pay the bulk of various work orders each month due to our maintenance manager and after hours on-call staff not using the home warranty service providers and just using our normal vendors for the work orders. I'm fed up and I'm tempted to add into our property management agreement going forward that we do not service home warranty contracts and we need to handle all maintenance per normal. Am I out of line on this? Ooh, Matt, that is an excellent question. We run, I'm glad to know it's not just me. I thought we were the only ones that had trouble with home warranties dealing with it that way. Great question, Matt, and a very common, common issue. There is no magic pill when it comes to maintenance and there's certainly no magic pill when it comes to home warranty companies, you know, Matt made a comment in there that their uh, their software doesn't do a great does not do a great job of tracking it. And then what always ends up happening is you say, well, we'll just we'll just pay attention to this one. We'll just remember this property has a home warranty company. And then, sure enough, nine months later, the repair request comes for the broken dishwasher, and either you forget it has a home warranty, or the call comes in after hours. And you're answering service or whoever's handling those calls, they don't pay attention to that. And you send out a vendor and it gets done. And now the owner's upset and you have to eat that invoice. So you've got a couple options. Option number one is just to say across the board, we do not work with home warranty companies. And, and that's the most straightforward option because you're going to get burned. It doesn't matter how tight your process is. At some point, you're going to miss it. And even if you don't miss it, 
even if that call does go to the home warranty company, now you have a third party, another company that you don't have any control over, overseeing a maintenance issue. Maintenance is the hardest part of what we deal with. You need to have a high degree of control over maintenance as things break. And if you give up that control to a home warranty company, unless they do a really good job, you're going to look bad because the tenant isn't going to call the home warranty company and get mad at them. Who are they going to call and get mad at when the home warranty company is delayed in the repair? That's right. Put your hand up. They're going to get mad at you. They get angry and upset at you. You just can't control those home warranty companies. And, and we're, we have nothing against home warranty companies, but I do have something against giving away the control that we need to effectively manage a property. So option one is just to say, nope, we don't manage properties with home warranties. Another option would be to say something like this. Listen, Mr. Owner, um, you know, we've worked with some home warranty companies, but we need to have control over maintenance to be sure that the problem is taken care of. So here's what we'll do. We will do our best to contact the home warranty company. But if the call comes in after hours, it's gonna go directly to our answering service and we're gonna dispatch one of our preferred third-party vendors because it needs to be taken care of immediately. Or if the home warranty company doesn't get there quickly enough, we're gonna dispatch one of our vendors. I can't guarantee, Mr. Owner, that we will utilize the home warranty company. And if we don't, for whatever reason, then you will need to pay the third-party service invoice that we utilize. So I think that's a pretty good option as well. Basically tell them, hey, I'll, I'll do my best, but this is outside the normal scope of our services. So we'll try, but if something happens, for whatever reason it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, I'm also familiar with some PM companies that would say, yes, we'll do that, but we're gonna have an extra charge for changing our process, for stepping outside of our process uh, on this. So those are just a couple suggestions around the home warranty aspect uh, of things. We'll talk a lot about maintenance in the future. Maintenance is hard, hard, hard to, to put in place. All right. Thanks for that question. Uh, we've got one more here. One more question. Uh, let's see here. Mark, assuming the management company does not handle property sales. Okay. So this is talking about PM companies that don't do sales or you're not handling that particular sale. Do you allow the owner to put a house on the market for sale while you are still managing the property? We currently do, but it certainly creates a logistical challenge for us and we do charge for that time. But as we grow, I'm starting to ask myself if we should just cut that out and have them wait to list it until the lease is up. I know you guys manage properties. What do you recommend? It's Ron from, from Happy Homes. Ron, another great, great question. So there's a couple different things going on here within Ron's question. Number one, if you do sales, you want that owner client to hopefully sell the property with you. Now we're assuming that owner client says, nah, I'm not gonna use you. I'm gonna use my sister-in-law who's an agent or I, I, my, my neighbor is an agent, so I'm gonna use them. I want you guys to manage it, but I'm gonna sell it. That's a very, very tricky situation that you find yourself in because now there's another agent who is trying to sell the home while you're managing it. And in a best case scenario, they're gonna want access to the home, of course. They're gonna to want to show the home to prospective buyers. Tenants not gonna be happy about that. And they're gonna walk into that home and they wanna see that home spotless so that they have the most likelihood, high likelihood of selling the home for a high price. So they're probably not gonna say the most wonderful things about you as the property management company when they go back to their owner to say, gosh, if I sell this thing, you know, the, the tenant doesn't keep up 
that property very well. I mean, they need to keep it cleaner. You need to tell your property manager that they need to tell the tenant that the tenant needs to clean the house because I can't get it sold when it's that messy. I mean, that's very real. They're going to say something like that. Now, play that out a little bit. So the agent's calling the owner, telling them the messy, the owner calls you. you what are you going to do? You can call the tenant and tell them to pick up the toys out of their kid's room because the agent trying to sell their home is just demanding it. It just doesn't work well. And that's a small example. You can imagine how bad it can get. And we've seen some things go very, very sideways. As a policy, what I would recommend is if you have an owner client that decides they want to sell a property and they're not going to use you as the agent. So they inform you, hey, we're going to sell it. We're, use, we're listing it with uh, my brother-in-law, Larry. What we do at that point in time is we're going to terminate the property management agreement effective immediately. We're going to turn it back over to the owner to manage and they can do whatever they want. I mean, in essence, they're firing you. They've told you they're going to sell the house and they're not using you. So, I mean, they're firing you. They're not firing you today. They're going to fire you. They're going to wait and fire you when the property gets sold. But it's going to be a rough couple weeks or couple months with you and the tenant and the owner and the new agent trying to sell the house. So we're just going to step out at that point in time. We're going to say, hey, Mr. Owner, I totally get it. Certainly your option to sell the property. We have found that it doesn't work well for us to be managing the property with the tenant in place and with a, an agent trying to sell it. And they're going to be knocking on the tenant's door. and The tenant's going to get upset. There's too much communication for us to be involved and we can't control your agent, which is fine. But therefore, it's going to be best if we step out of the situation and you and your agent can take over the management of the property, do whatever you want to do, work out whatever deals you want to work out with the current tenant. And we're just going to step out. So I would strongly recommend you step out of those situations. They rarely end well if you think you're going to keep managing the property up until the point in time that it sells. That's not a right or wrong. That's just our opinion. All right, my friends. Episode one in the books. I hope you found that a little bit helpful on the pros and cons of property management businesses. Until next time, I wish you success, my friends.